Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, There is a Fountain Open in the House of David. It shall be focused on the study of Zechariah chapter 13. Before we go any further, we begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Your Word, and we thank Thee for the fountain open in the house of David. For Lord, the inexhaustible fountain of life, may life impart into our souls that it might spring forth life everlasting and bring forth fruit abundantly. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Zechariah chapter 13. Zechariah 13. In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols out of the land, and they shall no more be remembered. And also I will cause the prophets and the unclean spirit to pass out of the land, And it shall come to pass that when any shall yet prophesy, then his father and his mother that begot him shall say unto him, Thou shalt not live, for thou speakest lies in the name of the Lord. And his father and his mother that begot him shall thrust him through when he prophesieth. And it shall come to pass in that day that the prophets shall be ashamed every one of his vision when he hath prophesied. Neither shall they wear a rough garment to deceive. But he shall say, I am no prophet, I am an husbandman, for man taught me to keep cattle from my youth. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. And it shall come to pass, that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled Broken Cisterns. This was preached in 1965 on January the 23rd. We'll begin at paragraph 147 up to the end. I trust you find it to be a blessing. We find that amongst all religious lives carnal impersonations, somebody trying to be like the other. There's only one example you're to be like. That's like Jesus Christ, who was the Word. And then when the Word of God comes to you, it'll be the same way. But God led them right on to the promised land anyhow. They found also every tank when they started through the wilderness in their journey. Now, after they had separated, they found out that every tank was dry to them. And you'll find the same thing, brother, when you start this journey to the promised land. 
you'll find doors closed, like that little preacher said, an angling or whatever he was, and the first thing you know, his church turned him out. Just as soon as he had so many received the Holy Ghost, that was the end of it. And, we, and Israel found the same thing as examples in their journey to the Promised Land. The tanks were all dry. Yeah, their journey, uh, in obedience to his promised word, their journey in the tanks they found dry. Now, they found the tanks could not be depended on for the journey. And if you're going to journey in obedience to the God, word of God and try to join this and join that, you're going to find out there ain't a tank in the world that will support it. Amen. Not at all. You are an individual. God leads you just the way he wants to lead you. Then we have found the same thing today, and all tanks are dried up. But the promises are always true to uh, God who will keep his promise to his people. He promised to supply all they had need of, so he did that. In the midst of the empty, dry tanks, just think of it, and complaining Israel in the desert in their journey, he called his servant leader, the prophet Moses, out to one side and opened up a fountain of living water by a smitten rock. So his believing children would not perish. In this day, that speaks of grace to me. We are undeserving. The way that we've done, the way that we've lived, we're undeserving. But God, in this day, like right here this morning, look, to Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, and all, he has opened up a fountain. Hebrews 13 proves us that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if it makes true John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And it was lifted up for a compound reason because the people were murmuring and sinning and they were snake-bitten and they were dying and for their forgiveness of their sins and the healing of their sickness. And that's the same fountain that's open to us today for our salvation and for our healing, physical healing. For he's the same yesterday, today, forever. And when the rock that was smitten by the promised word of God had commanded. It was given forth gushers of pure, clean water, not, not stagnated, not contaminated, but God's own presence. It's pure water. And it saved all the drink. Now we know that's true because we read it in the Old Testament as a type. Now, you did not have to pull it, pump it, join it, <laughs> go into the seminary to learn how to use it. <laughs> They'll tell you how to use it there, see. Oh, well, you, if you have received the Holy Spirit, we believe that. But so we, you do it this way. But you see, there's no control of it. You don't use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses you. See, see you're, not, uh, you're not to use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit got you. A gift is not something you take like a knife and sharpen a pencil with it. It's yielding yourself to God and getting yourself out of the way so the Holy Spirit can use you. Notice... They never had to pump it or pull it, or they never had to ask, now, how do we use this water? Because they know how to use it. They were thirsty. They know what to do with it. And so is a man or a woman. What, regardless of what creed or denomination he belongs to, if he's thirsting for God, he don't have to run back to seminary like this uh, uh, angling brother did or British brother last night. Have to go back and consult how to the Anglican Church. How I must use this great gift he's got speaking in tongues, and how I must do this. They kick him out to begin with. See, he was thirsty, so God just filled him. 
That's all there is to it. It's thirsting and then he just fills. You don't have to have any control. Somebody tell you what to do with it. God leads each individual in the, the way he wants you to do. You are a, an individual yourself. You are a part of God. Nobody can take your place. And there's no way I have to go to somebody and say, to, now I have to do this with it or I have to do that with it. No, sir. God uses it the way that and he wants to. When you're thirsty, you know enough to drink. And if you're thirsty this morning, drink from it. That's all you have to do. God had provided a way for their thirst. The thirsty children to partake freely of himself. And God's provided a way for every man and woman this morning who's hungering and thirst. Perhaps there's people sitting here who's never been saved. There's people sitting here who's on the verge of being saved. There's people here sitting here as church members. You want to do right. But you're drinking from a tank. They'll never tell you these truths. The only thing to come is take the promise of God and come to that fountain. Then he'll quench the thirst. He that drinks from this fountain shall never thirst again. Notice, now, how, how he liberated his, his ones who receive this water by grace, and not by a system or cistern of education. He vindicates his word. is a life-giving resource. How many in your knows that you receive life when you've taken that word in his water? Just you know that you receive life. Let's take a one, uh, uh, answer, just another example or two, and then I'm going to close just in a moment. Uh, I, I must have that button somewhere. But notice, I just keep talking, but I don't mean to do it. Look, let's take for an example just a couple people. Let's take the woman at Jacob's sister, a dug well. There she was sitting there. That's all the woman knows was this cistern where she come to get water. And over against the well, she found in the little panoramic there, a man sitting there, a Jew. And she was a Samaritan. It's the city of Sychar. And we find out... And he, this man, this Jew, spoke an unusual word to this woman, said, bring me a drink. She said, now, we have segregation. It's not, not right for you to ask me a question like that, you being a Jew and me a Samaritan. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And I'd give you waters that you don't have to come to this cistern to drink it. <laughs> Be a well of water, bubbling up the nose. When she found that this proved to be the truth. Now, first, any man could have said that. But she said, you say worship in the Jerusalem and we worship in this mountain. He said, salvation is of the Jews. We know what we believe. But said, let me tell you one thing. In words like this. Neither in this mountain or at Jerusalem. For time's coming when the man shall worship God in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such. He said, go get your husband and come here. Watch, here it proved it. Here, show what fountain she was at. Say, go get your husband. Come here. She said, I don't have any husband. Said, you said the truth. She looked like there's a plain contradiction to what he had asked her and said, go get your husband. Said, I have no husband. Said, you've said the truth. Said, because you've had five and the one you're living with now is not yours. Watch that woman. How different from the priest of that day. The priest of that day seen that same thing happen and said, that's a devil. Uh, Telepathy or, or a Beelzebub. See, they failed to see the word promising that. But that little woman was better versed in the Scripture than any of the priest. She said, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. We haven't had one for 400 years. That's a Malachi. But said, We have looked for one, and we know there's one coming, the Messiah. And when he comes, this will be what he'll do. Jesus said, I'm he. Amen. Did you notice? She left her bucket at Jacob's cistern, run down into the city full of an artesian well. She'd seen it perfectly vindicated, and he was that fountain. 
Let me introduce to you. She left that when it was proved to be the word of life. She left it and had discovered that the same rock that was smitten in the wilderness was proven to be present then. Let me say that same God that was in the days gone by that we speak so much of, he's present here now. Not by some theological understanding, but by a personal knowledge of his vindication that he had poured out in this last days the Holy Spirit upon his church. He is not a I was. He is still the I am. Present tense, always. Then the cistern lost its taste. And so does every man who ever falls into the power of God by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The denominational systems lose their taste. You don't want no more of that stagnated frogs and lizards and bugs and so forth. You're drinking from a fountain that's fresh and pure. The Word of God fresh every hour in your soul. The same as now when the Word has been proven to be the truth. Taste and see if it's not right. Though the cistern had served us well, served his time well. But to see, the fountain of life was there. Not Jacob's well no more for spiritual drinking. What they thought they drank from that well, well, it would be all right. But now the fountain of life itself was sitting there. Now we don't need systems and organizations that we have. We're at the end time. And God promised in this end time the things that he would do and we sit fulfilled to the word. We hear the man of military might stand up and shivering and saying they, something's fixed to happen. We feel the Holy Spirit warning us that something's fixed to happen. We see everything set in order. Then leave that system and come to the fountain. Yes, sir. Serve his purpose. But now she was face to face with the fountain itself. At John 7, 37, 38, Jesus said in the last days of the Feast of the Tabernacle, what did he say? If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Right in a bunch of theologians. <laughs> if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. For the scriptures have said, out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. There's the living fountain. That's the fountain that the people forsaken today. For the creed, they have forsaken the fountain of living water. Let me introduce you to him. He, to me, and I'm closing. He, to me, is that fountain that saved Hagar's life and the child when they were dying in the wilderness. I believe he is that rock. In Isaiah 32, he's that rock in a weary land. He's the shelter in a time of storm. Zechariah 13, he is the fountain that's opened in the house of David for sin. I believe him to be that, don't you? In Psalms 36, 9, he is David's fountain of life. He is the still waters of David and the green pastures. He is the water by the brookside for David. In Genesis 17, he's Abraham's nursing breast, El Shaddai. That when his life is gone from him, still he, God said, a man of a hundred years old, how will this thing be? I'm old. My wife is old. How can these things be? He said, I am El Shaddai. Now, El is the, and, and Shaddai is, is breast, and Shaddai is plural, which means I am the breasted God. Like a baby that's fretting and is sick and strength has gone from it, lean upon the mother's bosom and nurse its strength back. Sure, not only when it's nursing, it's sitting fretting no more. At the mother's breast, it's satisfied why it is getting its strength. And any man that will take God's promise in his heart, that the promises to you and your children, them as far off as many as the Lord our God shall call, and lay right against that and nurse your strength back, fretting child. Believe it. It's for the believers. 
to the believer, poet. I can think of many songs that the poet found. There was one of them said one time, he, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins when sinners plunge beneath the flood lose all their guilty stains. That dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. There may I, though vile as he, wash all my sins away. Yes. Ever since by faith I saw that stream thy flowing wounds supply, redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. To me, he's the waters of the word of separation. It separates you from everything that's contrary to his word. That's the fountain I believe him to be. Yes, sir. That it's the waters that separated me from man-made cisterns to the fountain of living water. Oh, friend, uh, I can just you can just go on and on with the things that, that he is to us. He's Alpha Omega. He's the begin, he's the end, he's he that was, which is, and shall come, he's the root and offspring of David, he's the morning star, he's my all in all. And brother, sister, if you haven't had a, uh, just been drinking from this little man-made tank all your life, why not this morning forsake that tank and come to this fountain? Let us bow our heads just a moment. With your heads bowed. To my opinion, the altar call. How many now? I I was all nervous. I, I, I keep me too long. It made me chop my message to pieces. But I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to get what I mean. Look, there's nothing more important in this day than getting right with God. See, our dinners, whatever it is, whatever the Lord is here. Now, I've only heard that about once in my life since this time. Now, how all of you here, not how many, all of you here that wants to drink from that? Just stand up just a minute, just for prayer. God bless you. The Lord bless you. Now, how many in here uh, at standing present now would say that by uplifted hand like this, God, move on me. Just tell me. Let me drink from this fountain. And I haven't done just what's right, but I, I want you to forgive me for it. I want you to wash away my sins. And let, let, let me from this day just... just like, no. There is a fountain Yeah. 
that a Christian believer, you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior. But you have not as yet. Now, if you haven't, that's the fountain. The only one I know about is that fountain from Emmanuel's veins. Now, and if many of you here, it's just like I was speaking the other night about this little eagle walking in the barnyard with the chickens. And he never knew nothing else but the chickens, but he knew there's something about him was different from the chickens. And then his mother come hunting him, and she screamed from above. It was an eagle's call. See, he had to be an eagle to begin with, or he'd never recognize that call. There has to be something there germatized or can never produce life. And if the seed, the Word of God, is in you, the Holy Spirit, you're not to germatize that and bring it to a reality to you. How many in here has not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Would you raise up your hands all around, everywhere, just real honest, if you haven't received the Holy Ghost, and you'd like to. Raise up your hand. Wherever you are, just keep your hand up just a moment. Now, I want you standing around and looking at them. I want somebody to lay your hands over on them. I believe right now the Holy Spirit will fill every one of you. Now, don't think about the food out there in the cafeteria. Let's think about this food here. This is one. This is life. See, this is life. Now, turn right around each one of you and lay hands on each other. And they laid their hands upon Now, I want you to pray for that person. You got your hand. Now, don't think about going out. Don't think about nothing else. Just think right now the Holy Spirit's here to fill each individual. Open up your heart. Dump all the cistern water out. And say, O mountain of life, come into me. Fill me, O Lord God, with thy goodness and mercy. Lord Jesus, that inexhaustible fountain, I pray, God, that you will fill each one of them. May the Holy Ghost fall here. I pray, God, that we'd forget all about anything else. That the Holy Spirit fall into the midst of us just now and will give to us that waters that life freely from everyone. Granted, O oh God, while the, the continuity of prayer and song blending together, Lord, knowing it's your presence, your divine presence. We want to come to the fountain. We want the real, genuine baptism with the Holy Ghost. Lord, these people are praying for it. I pray that this right moment now that they will be filled with this goodness of God. Granted, O God, hear the prayer of your children. May you come upon their being. May the power of God and the Holy Ghost sweep over them. Granted, God, oh, how we thank you for the refreshing, for the presence of the mighty God of heaven standing in our midst. Right at this noon hour, Lord, feed us. Lord, we want food from your table. Feed us, Lord, just now. Feed us with the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our hungry, parching souls are thirsty. As you said in the interpretation of the song, it would pour forth water upon parched ground. Let it happen, Lord. Let thy words be made manifested in the hearts of thy children. Waters upon dry, parched ground. Eternal God, hear the prayer of your servants and give unto us that blessing. Oh, how I love Jesus. Just keep praising him now. Find out the Holy Spirit's here. If you don't receive it, it's your fault. 
shake hands with each other. Just have a good old mix-up. You know, that's what I like. Come on, let's sing it now as we do it. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. 
his body, sparing his life. Lord, the man's under pressure, more pressure than what we understand. So we pray, God, as believers and as a part of this nation, we pray for our leader that you will grant him an extension of life in this great hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we see the impersonations in the world today of the true Spirit of God, we pray, Father, may you give us eyesight and eyesalve that we may see and be able to discern your work from that of the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
before.